we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. This crusade, this war on terrorism, uh, it's going to take a while. He came, he saw, he died. <laughs> we tortured some folks. to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. And the pod's been parked. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 54 can't believe we fucking made it, but we did. Thank you for being here. Uh, guys, we got another good one. Continuing in the presidential series of things, uh, we're bringing in another candidate tonight. But before we get to it, uh, if you are here tonight living in the moment, I appreciate you so much. And uh, get out there, like, subscribe, share, smash all the buttons. And uh, if you're listening later on the audio platforms, please leave a review for your boy. Four or five stars. Anything less, I'm fucking coming for you. Uh, Wednesdays, don't forget, most Wednesdays, anywho, you can catch me on The System Is Down with that dude, Dan Smots, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but let's see. Oh, one more thing. Dan, my main man, Dan, still on honeymoon. So hanging solo tonight with the guest. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. But guys, we got a good one. Uh, I got a, a friend here, a colleague. Um, he's a professional shit poster, a founding member of the Tower Gang, a ukulele enthusiast, and a candidate for president of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, bring him in. Fuck yeah! Yeah! Hell yeah! What's up, dude? What's going on, man? I, I like that you have, uh, hey man, nice shot is uh, the intro music there, since that is a reference to the greatest politician of all time, and everybody should follow in his footsteps. That's right, man. Tell, tell Jose <laughs> to make a documentary about that, or tell him to make some, a series of stuff about that. That would yeah. be great. Yeah, do some pod episodes on that. Yeah, man. Dude, thank you for being here, man. You're, you're running for president. Big cheese. Thanks for having me, man. I don't run for anything very often, but I am doing it in this case. I I love that you're doing it. Um, somebody has to do it, dude. You know, uh, we got some new faces in the race, but when you got in, mm. it was like essential. Somebody had to do something. Yeah, um, we'll get to that, man. But uh, first, for people who might not know you, introduce yourself. How did you come into this liberty space? What are you up to now? We'll start, you know, at the beginning and kind of, kind of get to the Tower Gang, and then we'll talk about your presidential ambitions. I, I tell long stories, man. You want to, you want to be here all night? I do. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. I'm Toad. I'm from the Tower Gang podcast. We are the most offensive podcast on earth, and. Uh, I mean, how that started was a bunch of us were on Twitter during the lockdowns, essentially, and we were creating Twitter towers, which are 
strings of single letters. You can spell out more offensive shit than you'd be able to say otherwise on Twitter. Going after politicians, journalists, just any progressives basically who are promoting the, the COVID shit. Just doing that and... Uh, some of us, myself, uh, Cole, Jose, Clint, uh, and a little bit later, Top Lobster, Reed Coverdale. Am I forgetting anyone? Did I forget anyone? We, uh, and Nick Ashley back in the day. We That's were right. all in that group, and we just kind of decided, let's make a podcast. But it was sort of like we wanted to make like a podcast version of shitposting, which we thought would fill a niche that didn't exist. That plus us being libertarians, uh, but we kind of have pushed the politics to the backseat in that show. We decided to go more of the the comedy approach since I think even that alone is something that's severely lacking. And it's kind of a pro-liberty thing because it goes right along with free speech and being allowed to say things that you're not allowed to say or saying things that you're not allowed to say. So we did, yeah, I mean, that's basically how it started. But it was also kind of just... um, like just because of the way the culture has shifted and the politics have shifted we've kind of lost that uh, like hanging out with the bros vibe. Like back when I used to hang out with like the dudes on my college floor, like that's how we would talk. Like maybe back in high school too, but you just can't even do that anymore. And it just seems normal to me basically to just be calling everybody a fag and a Jew and whatever. Just, yeah. It's got to be very freeing. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, Yeah. That's, I think that's the first time uh, I saw you was on Twitter and I'm not sure who the first guy, the first towerer was, but I, you might have been the first one that I saw, like starting the towers in the, like when I just got the Twitter, when I just started the podcast. And I was like, you know what? This is like the shit. I remember thinking, like, all right, like the Russian bots, like attacking, you know, like this is the way to do it. Like just get a horde of people and like tank somebody's bullshit propaganda. Like you can do it in numbers. Right. And I remember like immediately thinking like, all right, man, these guys are cool. Like, I just like that it's kind of a decentralized way of, yeah, like shitting on people that need that. So, you know, way to, way to evolve it into what it's become, man. It's really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, the, the cool thing is, yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that we are bots or back when we were actually doing the towers more frequently, they kind of thought that we were bots, but it's like, no, it has such an impact because it's all actual people, all different people. And when it was like in its heyday, we might have like, 50 plus people like in one tower and it's like you're all agreeing with this message all at once and you're all spelling it out it's all coordinated to some extent uh hector hector starting the end tower and oh geez like i'm getting fired <laughs> <laughs> well you're not gonna you're not gonna last through this episode man you're having me yeah. on it's it's obviously all a mistake and mm-hmm. I, I i maybe i was like typically the first one in a lot of these towers because i was severely autistic and just in the chat all the time trying to coordinate these things. I'm like, it, it, I want it to be kind of organic. Cause we kind of like, th- we'd be like, we want to tower this person. Like we don't agree with what this person is saying. Let's come up with like a funny slash offensive idea for what we want to say in response to this person. We kind of bat around ideas a little bit and then be like, let's go with this one, do that. And then, uh, I, I was uh, to the point where I was like keeping spreadsheets of all the towers we were doing. Awesome. Yeah, like that's pretty autistic. A week and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Um, so yeah, you guys, you moved on from that, started the podcast, um, yeah. and signed to Gas Digital. Is that right? Yeah, obviously, we're yeah. we're signed, we're banned. Uh, both of those things are happening simultaneously. It's it's awesome. It's a first for Gas Digital to have a podcast that they signed and then banned immediately. 
That is really special. Let, so, yeah, you guys have, uh, you're like the Avengers of uh, Twitter shit posters and, and podcasters. So, you got Clint Russell up there, who's got to be like the VIP or the, the MVP, rather, of uh, the past couple of years, just, you know, skyrocketed and skyrocketed to the top there. Yeah. Um, Jose Galison, who's also crushing it. Uh, Tower mm-hmm. Gang Cole, who, yeah, the first time I was uh, privy to his stuff was as fat dave yeah. which again i was just like what a brilliant way to get five thousand followers on twitter just um, be dave yeah. smith but fat <laughs> yeah exactly this i mean again it takes a long time to get if you're trying hard you five thousand followers is a lot so you uh, gotta I'll, think outside the box man i'll still give him shit for that i'm like man it's not organic man you got like three thousand followers in two days or oh, something dude. just for being fat dave come on if i thought that i could switch up my profile to just Lauren Boebert's titties for a week and come up with 15,000 files. I would, I would do it. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are like a hundred people who've already done that. Yeah. Yeah. There's places to go for that stuff. <laughs> we'll get into those titties tonight. Um, oh, I, I want to get into them. We're going to get it. We're going to, you motorboating son of a bitch. I fucking knew it, Toad. <laughs> you, you know me. I, I might get a concussion. I don't care, man. I love it. Give me the brain damage. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, the CTE, cool. and then I'll just start beating the woman after it. <laughs> Dude, I know uh, the podcast, the Tower Gang podcast, you said, you know, focuses more on the comedy, and that's cool. Like, I'm actually a little bit jealous about that. But you had to come into this space somehow. So was it like everybody else, 08 or 2012 with Ron Paul? Was that your introduction? It was not. I oh. I, I missed out on all of that, and I... I basically thought I was a Republican like for a long time where it was just kind of a situation where I wasn't following it that much. And I just intuitively, I kind of was like, I believe that the left were completely wrong on economics. I was just, I was opposed to the left and I still am, but I thought that that meant that I was a Republican and I was, I was like a pro free speech guy too, first and second amendment shit, uh, fourth amendment as well. I was just like, I was into comedy and just being able to say edgy shit, saying what you want to say. So I didn't know like where that would land me. But again, I thought I was a Republican until uh, some people in college set me straight because after the, I was 16 when nine 11 started and I bought into that or when nine 11 happened, I should say when it started, it's still (laughs) right. Good point. I, I I bought into all that bullshit. And uh, of course I'm in Boston. I went to college in the Boston area and a lot of people around here are progressives and they politics wasn't really a huge thing back then, which was a lot better, but they knew what my political leanings were and they got me to turn around on the war issue. And I'm like, Oh, they're actually like, right about this. Like Saddam does not have weapons of mass destruction, all that type of shit. And then it was like, where does that leave me? And then I was just kind of like, I was still just like apolitical, but it was kind of like, eh, maybe I'm a libertarian because it kind of seems like, Oh, like I'm, I'm pro-drug legalization, uh, but also pro-gun, so it's that like stereotypical thing. Yeah, maybe I'm a libertarian. When I actually got into it more seriously, it was actually 2016, and it was, uh, in large part, it was due to the rise of Trump, and not because I was supporting Trump, but it was because I had to figure out what was going on. It was like politics is like so in your face all of a sudden. I thought that Mm -hmm. Trump was a Democrat, which he was. So I I was thinking that he was running as a Democrat. And it was like, no, he's running as a Republican. And then he kept like dominating the primaries and he's like winning. And like, 
it was like, he's a complete joke, but he's winning. I'm like, what is going on here? I don't know. So I started looking into it, but I thought it was a libertarian. So I'm like, I'm going to look into what's going on in the, the LP side of things. And that was Gary Johnson, which I did wind up voting for Gary Johnson that year, I'm pretty sure. But uh, what really got me into it further was John McAfee. Because I was like, wait a minute, yes. McAfee is a software guy like me. He's this complete badass who's like making videos where he's surrounded by hookers and his like hot ex-hooker wife he's like snorting crack <laughs> off of prostitutes asses i'm like fuck yeah like this uh, america this, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like this is awesome this guy's running he's he's got a bunch of guns he's got a harem of young latina women i'm like i want to be this guy so I, that's how i got into it man i was uh, i was a, a backer of mcafee during the the 2016 uh, campaign and then Along with that, I started getting into like the few libertarian podcasts that were out there back then, which was mostly Lines of Liberty back then, mm-hmm. and it was uh, the Jason Stapleton show. I was listening to those. Started listening to Part of the Problem a little bit after that, and went on the like stereotypical course of turning into an ANCAP within six months after listening to Dave quite a bit and reading Anatomy of the State. And before that, I had read like some of the more um, like basic liberty shit. Like I read Ron Paul's Revolution, even though I had missed all yep. of his campaigns because he was the goat that everybody was talking about. I'm like, all right, let's see what this guy has to say in his book. I read that, and I was like, because I had been like on the right, so that was definitely something that appealed to me. And I'm like, I agree with like a hundred percent of what he's saying in this book, essentially. So that uh, also kind of brought me brought me into it. I just okay. So I late Ron more, Paul, more Ron Paul in print. And John McAfee in practice with the Booker Sugar and the partying. Exactly. That's a good, it's, the, it's all about the yin and the yang, bro. That's right. I, I'm a paleo degenerate. <laughs> that's really unique. That's what I was actually kind of thinking. Not and so, uh, that's beautiful the way that you put it. Um, but yeah, I was like, wow, that's an interesting way to come in. And then, I mean, yeah, you seem like maybe more towards, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, like maybe, are you more conservative these days? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I push for a lot of, uh, yeah, conservative cultural values. Uh, I'm very much opposed to all woke progressivism. But then, you know, I kind of I kind of get into the spot where it's like, well, like, I'm still a dude who likes titties. So I'm like, I'm like a 90s conservative. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that even yeah. makes sense. But it does. It depends on the timeline, what, what you're looking at. Absolutely. Give me, give me the gangster rap, man. Like, I, I want a wife and kids, but I want to, like, smack bitches around. I oddly enough understand what you're saying because I'm, I'm a product of the '90s. I guess that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, around '93, I shaved my mullet off and wanted to be a motherfucking hustler like Snoop Doggy Dogg. So I, I also had a mullet in the '90s, but when mm-hmm. I was when I was a kid, I don't know what my parents did to me, man. They they were injecting me with HGH. They had me uh, all <laughs> mulleted up. I was a small person for quite a while, and then I got fat. I don't know what was going on. They they ruined me. Oh man. Plenty of reasons to be bitter with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why he's rebelling. Uh, well, don't, don't, hold it, don't hold it against him too much. No, um, no I love my parents. They're, they're actually pretty awesome. Are they still married? Yeah. Dude, you're lucky. You're, seriously, man. My parents divorced each other twice. You know what that's like? I know. That's why I'm a, a hot mess. Literally. You need the two parents in the house. Yeah. So give your parents a hug the next time you see them. Mm. Um, cool, man. So let's get into it, bro. You filed the paperwork, yeah. crossed the T's, dotted the lowercase J's, yeah. and decided to run for president legitimately. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they actually came after me and made me amend uh, <laughs> amend the documents because they, they wouldn't let me go as Toad. <laughs> you, you went for it? I'm not giving you all my government name. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm running under my actual name, which then really is fucking up some of these like straw polls because yeah. people don't know what my actual name is, and I still don't want them to. That's. I was going to say, I, I, you know, I, I should have asked you in, in the back room there, but yeah, I figured, you know, why call you by your government name when everybody knows you as Toad? That's... That would have been cool if you could have ran like that. I, I thought that I'd be able to. Toad is my nickname in real life that started in high school because I had a bowl haircut and I looked like Toad from Mario because <laughs> I'm, I'm a small dude as well. And I just was like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to roll with it, which wound up being to my own detriment because uh, it doesn't really get you the ladies when you're like, yo, I'm Toad. <laughs> you you want to you you see why I'm named Toad? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's, no, no, that's, no, stop. I'm going to keep it on my channel. That's, that's, that's what I asked them. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, that's cool, man. Well, you certainly did. I mean, you know, yeah, when you're a small guy, I'm barely 5'8. So, yeah, you got to work on your sense of humor and other things. I learned how to play yeah. the guitar. But whatever you got to do to get chicks in high school, yeah, if you're ukulele, not. Ukulele, that, that makes it worse, actually. But yeah. <laughs> I'm also vocal. Somehow it does, bro. I got a ukulele in there, though. I only know one song. I know Hey Man, Nice Shot on the ukulele. That's it. I got a nice, nice little bluegrass version. I don't even know it. That song's like all bass. I don't know if it'd be able to translate. It's my own version. Maybe we'll get some some harmonies. I heard your uh, version of uh, what's that reggae pop song you played earlier. I saw that. Um, Oh, today. I I I did uh, "Rude" by. There it is. That song was a hit when that came out. A good one. It was a it was a nice fad. They had, they had one hit like yep. know, several it's years all, ago. No, nobody remembers it. That's all you need, bro. When you got a banger like that, um, and then I, I went to type in Tower Gang on Twitter and just see what I could find video wise, and it was all it was all you playing ukulele for the videos. <laughs> if you, so if you're if you're the Tower Gang clip guy, get some clips out there, or it's just Toad playing ukulele. Yeah, I'm I'm a force, man. We're 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 trying to hire a clip guy, uh, which I, I'm gonna call our Moyle. Didn't you have little little Davy David Brady? Wasn't he doing stuff for you, or no producing stuff? He was, yeah, he was producing. We had uh, Big Dicky Dicky Walnuts was like sort of a clip guy for a while. Him and I guess uh, Spud Spud Ruckus was uh, was giving us some clips as well. But we need like an official clip person. Let's uh, let's get a pro clip person going on. All right. Well, yeah, if you're out there and you can make some clips for the Tower Gang, get it in. And uh, this just in from Liberty Lockdown. Toad, you're fired. F- fired from, <laughs> from what? Are, are we actually giving him the link? <laughs> I sent it to Top Lobster. I hope I didn't oh, break right, any. Right, uh, right. If those guys want to pop in here and say hi and give an endorsement to their boy. All right. I, I'm not going to send silly. a link to your show. That would, that would be uh, quite presumptuous. Well, you know, man, th- tonight I kind of figured it on being, you know. Yeah. A little bit of a shit show, so it's all good with me. Um, Clint, Clint wants to tank my fucking uh, my fucking run, man. He's uh, I think he's, he, he's he's probably backing uh, Rectumwald, oh, Rect- this... Rectum, Rectumwald, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to get in at the last minute. President Clint, I fucking knew it. Yeah, yeah. Rectumwald is when you're uh, butt fucking a guy and like the walls of the rectum close in on your cock. <laughs> I think. That's Look it what up. It is. Seriously, that's what it is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's talk about the presidential campaign, man. You got in the race when I'll just speak for myself. I was, first of all, granted this is early. It's still over a year away. This was like the summertime, but there's guys out there like Mike Termott, 
who were, have been running for like a year. So they're getting invited on, you know, Bosch's show and other things like representing the party, if not the movement. And it was just like, what, this is embarrassing. So uh, you yeah. ended up getting in fr- <laughs> before anybody, like before Josh, before Rechtenwald, before mm-hmm. I think Duke Chastain got in, got in with you guys kind of playing around the beginning, but you filed yeah. the paperwork. So did. why, why did you do it? Why did you file that paperwork? Uh, well, I, I don't know that I want to be representing the LP on Vasha's show because, uh, I mean, that's, that's just going to play into the LP stereotypes. I'm like, of course, uh, the LP candidates are going to be on a pedos show. It only, it only makes sense. Um, the, why I got into it, it happened during Porkfest uh, when Ben from the Emo Caucus was like, dude, you want to you wanna be our candidate? Because like, I guess he had asked Josh, but it seemed like Josh maybe like wasn't going to do it or something. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Because I kind of looked around and two of the candidates, <laughs> Clint wrecked him, yeah. Two, two of the candidates were there at Porkfest and I'm looking and I'm like, it's Chase Oliver and Mike Termott and then uh, Lars was in the race as well. And I'm like, oh, so you have a fag, a fed, and a fat. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you can guess which one of those is which. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm the best of all three of them, man. I'm, I'm, all th- <laughs> I'm all three of them and better at every single one. So Damn right, bro. I'm, I'm getting into the race, but in all seriousness, I was also like, none of these guys are representative of what we set out to do in Reno, the Ron Paul revolution. None of these guys are that whatsoever. Uh, I mean, Chase is a woke progressive. I, I don't really know much about the other guys, but it's like, come on, man. Like, so I'm like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'll just, th- I'll throw my name in there. And there's, uh, there's your option as far as like a guy who's actually a Ron Paul guy who like came up there through the Mises caucus and was part of the Reno reset. So let's do it. Dude, honestly, let me tell you, I know it's like shit happens. A new, a new cycle lasts barely a couple days. So, you know, two months ago when you, there was a point you were my number one guy. I, I'm, I don't know if that's the case today, but you were my number one guy because you were the only guy yeah. who wasn't a fatty or a fed or a faker or whatever. <laughs> that, uh, and that's, that's absolutely true, man. I was really grateful for that just so that I could point to somebody and go, yo, man. And especially you, dude, who, you know, some of your boys from uh, Tower Ganger in the chat, some of them aren't really down with the party stuff. Cool. I really don't care who, you know, who's down or whatever, as long as you're doing good shit for liberty, all good. Um, but I always, it felt like, or it seemed like you were the guy who was ho- kind of holding on the last bit of hope for maybe some of something good to come out of the takeover and the, the party apparatus, even if that's just for like lobbying on, that's kind of what you're doing right now. You're just lobbying on behalf of Liberty through this, you know, the, the yeah. vehicle, right. Um, right. which I thought was really cool, man. And, you know, y- y- you could catch some shit sometimes, you know, in, in groups. So, uh, props to you for just, you know, kind of being the dude who, you know, like I said, we met in in Boston when it came up for a LNC thing before the takeover. You were there in Reno for that, so um, I, I really do appreciate that, man. Um, now that the game has changed, the landscape has changed a little bit, and we got uh, well, Duke Chastain he dropped out, <laughs> and then uh, and then Josh Smith got in the game first with the the tagline, "Okay, I'll do it." Or something like that. And yeah, which, which I didn't like, love it. I'm going to be honest with him. I told him, I was like, bro, you could, you could do better than that. And then he did with Vote for Vengeance. I was like, oh, all yeah, right, yeah. That, that's yeah. fucking sexy. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I feel it in my soul. So, um, and then most recently we got the uh, Mises Institute guy and former Marxist current uh, Hoppian, Michael, <laughs> Dr. Michael Rechtenwald. So, um, how do you feel about the race now? Do you, are you going to stay until the end? Are you going to, do you see yourself? Going like yeah, going the distance. 
I'm, I'm going the distance. I, I have to complete things, man. I do everything to completion. <laughs> you, you, even if I'm doing it 32 times in a day, I'm doing it. My man. That's great, dude. Um, and well, like I said, if this is about spreading a message, like I would say that's good. That's good that you're going to do that because it'll one, you could elevate. I would say this of any presidential candidate. I hope you can elevate your platform. At the same time, I hope that you bring something to the party and the movement, and that like it's kind of uh, symbiotic like that. Um, you know, yeah. Dave has his thing. Uh, you know, Maj has his thing. Anybody who's going to run, you know, I'm sorry, I know that's not your dude, but anybody who's got a <laughs> spike, spike has a, uh, you know, like a nonprofit. I would hope that anybody that was yeah. going to get in the game would elevate themselves, their cause, and the party. So you know, it's not so much of a favor. Yeah, uh, yeah. To ask. Ma- yeah, Maj's thing is getting arrested, and Spike's <laughs> Spike's thing is uh, complaining about trans genocide or something. Oh man, he really did blow that tweet from last year. Um, I, I gave him a little grief about that. He was pissed about it, but dude, it was last year. It wasn't 2017 or something. So I, and I don't know. You're a, you're a pillar of the movement, or a lot of people would say you are. So you know, yeah, not beyond like, criticism. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, one like primary thing is I think you want somebody who was like really good on COVID from the outset. And I think that already brings you down to just me, Josh, and like maybe Rechtenwald. I don't know where he was at that point, but I think that eliminates the entire rest of the field already just based on that. Like yeah. You need to, you need to be good on the worst shit right when it happens. And I mean, Termat was a cop during COVID. Like I'd like, I'd like to see some of those, you know, yeah. body cams. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. not even an apologetic cop. Like, no apology tour. Like, just yeah. yeah, just retired as a cop, public servant. You're welcome. Yeah, unless he was refusing to enforce the COVID mandates, then I think he's disqualified. Right. Yeah, I would agree, man. Um, so let's talk about. I would say at this point, and tell me if you'd agree, but I, I feel like Josh and Rechtenwald would be the the leading two candidates at this point. Or would you say Chase? That's not possible, right? No, not even just from that corner, which is only 10% of the maybe whatever. Would you agree that if you are not, if you were not part of the takeover or or endorsed by those people who did that, I'm not going to say the Mises caucus because Josh, everything's getting blurry these days. But if you didn't come from that, you probably won't win the nomination in 2024. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Yeah, I would too. Like if you're outside of that goes for uh Franz, the guy from Attila. That's oh, yeah. you know, like oh, if you I, don't have any kind of yeah, I already forgot about him. <laughs> I did too. I forgot about him too. Um but we shouldn't because that guy's got a million followers on online and I know man, he's he's got some nice uh cum felching videos. Oh <laughs> what are we doing? See, it's funny, you mentioned Ben Weir. He came on Smots' show last week and he yeah. said this guy's like, you know, he's given Smots a run for his money for the Libertarian Illuminati because he said, and checks out, he's the one that approached you and said, yo, you should run for president. He said that same thing to Josh, and he said the same thing to Franz. So, so far, that guy got three people to run for president, according to him. Yeah, uh, Franz can uh, suck semen out of my butthole, basically, because uh, he thinks he's the emo caucus nominee or emo caucus candidate. I still am that. I was the OG. That's me. Oh, I'm doing it. Fuck him. Uh, I don't know if Josh is the emo. Uh, is it also running out of the emo caucus? But nah, it's me. Just Sounds hands like you down. Own it. I, I own it. Dude, Franz, 
just aside from his, you know, OnlyFans, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck he's doing. Sorry, Shannon. You know you like it. You're <laughs> you're picturing it right now. Um, aside from that, like Franz still has like COVID, uh, like merch up, like pro vax yeah. shit and like masks. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that. Get shit. the fuck out of here. Absolute deal breaker, right? Okay, so let's talk about deal breakers. Yeah, if you were a cop, that's a fucking to me. That's a fucking deal breaker. Not only just a cop, but Termat has never had a private sector job in his entire adult life. He's been working yeah. at universities, White House, uh, and, and then most recently as a cop. So to me, that's, there's just no way you can do that. And yeah, if you're felching people on OnlyFans <laughs> and you are uh, wearing masks, telling people that aren't wearing masks that they're gross, it's like, I don't know, bro. I don't think we have enough in common at this juncture. Look, it's it's not gay if it's your own cum and it's out of your chick's pussy, but uh, but it's but it's still a disqualifier. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree, bro. Um, and I'd say the same thing that I would say to the the trannies at the fucking pride parades. Just keep your kink in the house. I don't care. Just fucking go do it somewhere by yourself. Don't broadcast it. How about that? Yeah. And- yeah, and Chase is like pro Pride Parade. Like he blocked me a couple years ago, like 2021, probably because he was like virtue signaling, signaling about getting the vax. I was like, dude, like I'm I'm up against it here. Like I'm in fucking Boston. Like he's in Georgia, which I would imagine is probably less bad than what I was going through up here. I was like, I was against it, man. Like I could not get any exemptions from anybody that I talked to in the medical industry. Like some of my doctors refused to even talk to me. The other ones were like, no, you should get the vaccine. I'm not giving you an exemption. I'm like, what the fuck? Then I had a religious exemption get denied by work. Like HR was really pushing this shit. I am almost hundred percent certain that I'm the only person at my company who did not get the vax. I just wow. took it. Like I took it to the extreme Unlike Chase, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Fuck you. And before that, I actually got thrown out of the building that I work in for not wearing a mask in like this massive empty lobby. I'm just like, why would I do that? No, fuck you. And they went over my head, like the building security or whatever. They didn't even talk to me. They, they went to like HR and the CEO and told them and like didn't even tell me like, hey, you got to wear a mask. I probably still would have said fuck off, but that so then I get called in. They're like, "You weren't wearing a mask." I'm like, "Yeah." So then at that point, they're like, uh, "Are you vaccinated?" And I'm like, "I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not gonna play this game." But like at that point, people were kind of like back in the office on like an honor system thing. And I'm like, "No, I'm not." And they're like, "Well, then you're not welcome in the building anymore." But also, we're not firing you. I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. You guys, call me if you need me." Yeah, so then I was out of the office again for like another year or whatever, and that was 2021, I guess, mid-2021 when things were like open sort of before the mandates came in, and then when Biden's mandate, pseudo-mandate, whatever the fuck, came in, this company's not even 100 people either, we're probably like 60, somewhere around there. They still, and this is the thing, man, like these companies are still enforcing this, even if they Mm -hmm. don't even have to, like it's just, the president says this, we're doing it, we all agree with this, I mean, this is another problem like is this company really even private if that's what they're doing i don't think so so they're gonna throw that mandate in there you have to get vaxxed i can't get a medical exemption even though like i have a bunch of shit in my past where there's like no fucking way that i should be getting the vaccine like i've had covid two or three times like i have natural immunity this is the virus is not going to do anything to me uh i have like blood clotting stroke in my past like i'm not gonna take the risk of getting this vaccine. Like, why would I ever even consider doing that? That's not going to happen. The whole medical industry was just like, 
they're all like captured, man. Like there are like some like very few like rare like doctors in mass that are like standing up against it, but really hard to find. And during this, like there's no way you could like switch doctors or anything. So I'm like, that's not going to happen. I'm going to get a religious exemption. Uh, cause, uh, yeah, I am Christian D- despite being degenerate. I am. So I'm like, that's where I'm going. And I had the whole religious exemption thing. Like this is, you know, against my religion. Uh, it referenced, uh, like abortion and stem cells that come from uh, abortion and work was basically like, now nah, we're not even going to look at that. So they rejected that. And then I think they thought that I was going to be like, cause I was kind of like hinting that I was threatening like some sort of legal action. And I actually, I gave them a document where it was like they had to either sign, agreeing to it, or refuse. And the document was, I will get the vaccine if you assume all liability for all damages. Sounds and they, fair. And they know what my, what my history is, too. And they said, this is not legally binding. So they didn't even say, they didn't sign it at all. They didn't say yes or no. And I'm like... I was getting ready to get like a, an attorney involved and I just, I prolonged this to such a degree that like you were supposed to, I think have the like proof of vax in by October or some shit. And I extended it all the way out until like January or February or whenever it was when the Supreme court, I think it was knocked down the mandate finally. And then all of a sudden, Hey, come back to the office. And then they just act like none of this ever happened. Oh my God. It's way to go, man. man. It's crazy. And if like, if you talk to people, like I'll talk to people like one-on-one, like even like people that I work with and like a lot of them kind of agree with me. Like a lot of people see it, like at least now, like in the heat of it, they probably would not have at all. But like, you'll, you'll get people that are like, yeah, I think like you're right. Like, like I work with people who actually have had like serious, like injury, probably from the vax, like really bad shit. Like Guillain-Barre, like paralysis for like, a period of a month, like really crazy shit for like healthy, like 20 something year olds. Dude, I'm first of all, I'm really proud of you that you stuck it through all that. And I got to say, I'm I'm kind of, you know, it's a good thing that you didn't have like a family or, and some kids to support or something like that, because like, maybe you would have just been like, fuck, I have to do this. Or, you know, like I know people that were like that. Like I don't have any choice. I don't have any choice if I want to keep this job, but you know, if yeah. you're if you just have to take care of yourself, man, you can you can do that. I'm not saying that it couldn't be done with a family, but mm. it would have been a lot harder, bro. It was uh, it was an advantage for sure, and I think uh, I think that's one thing that also like puts me like well above some of these other some of my opponents, some of these mm-hmm. other guys like Chase. Like, come on, man. Look, <laughs> like, Chase Oliver, the and anybody who supports him that thinks that this guy is the guy. Let me tell you what Chase Oliver is. Chase Oliver was box number three in a Georgia Senate race. Number three box. Nobody knows who, who knew who he was. Nobody cares who he was. The only reason he got 15 minutes of fame on MSNBCIA was because he was the third box and he tripped the whatever it was, the 2% that needed to happen to cause a runoff in Georgia. Yeah, yeah it went to a runoff. Like, yeah. Like people are not even going to remember that it was him that did it. Everybody's just going to remember the runoff and remember that it was uh, Walker against. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember who won. <laughs> I just remember it was Walker. <laughs> I think it was the other guy who wasn't. Yeah, it was a Democrat. But look, Shane Hazel was the guy who did it the the election season before, yeah. and he caused the runoff. But the difference is, Shane Hazel is good at what he does. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and you could elevate a guy like that. <clears throat> so just. To put it out there, if we wanted a guy who caused a runoff in Georgia, we would have fucking called Shane Hazel. All right, Chase, so go home. That's what I'll say. Yeah. 
That's uh, that is exactly right. And I will say that also during the during the COVID shit, I was you know I was being pretty vocal about all this shit, and I was able to kind of like turn people that are like the closest to me, like in my immediate family for the most part. Like my mom was like kind of sort of like libertarian leaning ish kind of. She has kind of a weird mix of beliefs, I guess. Even though she was always saying like, "Well, I'm a Democrat," but you know. But she has a lot of like conservative uh, cultural leanings. But then, like as like more and more of this stuff was happening, she was seeing that I was right about like more and more of this shit. Like she, she's like, I would say she's libertarian at this point. A lot of it is from listening to me like rant about this shit all the time because I never shut up about it. But mm-hmm. I'm more proud. That I think I played a part in uh, my sister completely flipping because she was like, she was hardcore. Like she was Hillary supporter. Like progressive. Democrat wow. in, in like 2016 and up through like early 2020, like into, I remember in May, she had not seen my parents at all yet. And my parents are like in their sixties. And I was like, I'm not going to stop like doing what I normally would do as much as I can help it. Like, of course you have businesses that are enforcing mandates and all this shit going on. So that's a problem. But I'm like, I'm not going to stop seeing my parents. I'm going to still go see them like on a weekly basis, whatever. And even though my dad is like very blue pilled and like buys into all that shit, he didn't have a problem with me, like coming to the house and whatever and hanging out with them. Like, I think kind of like just on like a, core level i think he kind of knew like this isn't actually that much of a problem and my parents both had covid like early on i'm almost positive because my mom was in the health industry and just based on that alone like she got sick like kind of around that time i'm pretty sure she had it my dad got it from her whatever the case may be i'm like this is not going to be a problem like i'm i'm gonna keep seeing them my sister came over to my house for the first time i think seeing me and my parents all at once and she was like yelling in my face about having seen my parents during like March and April, basically. And I'm like, this is crazy, man. Like, this is insane. And she, I think she stormed out of my house. Yeah. And then like a month and a half later, she was like almost completely agreeing with me on the COVID shit because like she's, um, she does a lot of stuff with psychology. She's a psychology masters. And she was like seeing like the, bad effects that masking was having, especially on like children. That's kind of a big issue for mm-hmm. her, even though, even though she's not a mom or anything, but she was really into like that aspect of it and seeing like, this is bad and seeing what was going on. And then like, she was getting like tired of having to wear the mask and she was getting yelled at for not wearing the mask. And she had completely flipped. And I think, you know, having to listen to me has something to do with it as well. So way to go. That's a pretty quick, you know, for a Hillary supporter, that's a pretty quick turnaround. So yeah. Yeah, and then it got to, it, during the 2020 election, she was rooting for Trump <laughs> to win, even though she still does not like Trump. And I mean, neither do I. Really, wow. So yeah. she's like Michael Rechtenwald all over the place, huh? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. He's yeah. going to be on the show soon, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, vote for my sister for president. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anybody could do it. If you're not Chase Oliver or a cop, we'll talk. Yeah. My, um, my sister's a better libertarian than like most of the LP field. <laughs> True that. Oh shit! I hate to do it, but we've got an interruption. Oh, oh shit! Oh. What up, Clint? What's up, man? Oh, he's muted. Uh-oh. What a professional! He's muted. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting in the wings. Oh man, he's he's muted. He looks all jaundiced. Uh-uh, Holy uh-uh. shit, what's going on? <laughs> the beard's looking good though. 
Nope, nothing yet. Hey, we'll oh, we'll keep check, you here check, whenever check. we're yeah. there. He is. All right. What's good, bud? All right. Uh, thank you for having me. I, as uh, Toad's campaign manager, I, I wanted to make sure I could interject before he de- derails all of my efforts. Um, you know, when he tends to speak, that can happen. But I will say this: <laughs> Look, uh, you know, Josh Smith, too many kids, so many kids. Toad, zero kids. Josh, wife. Toad, no wife. This this man is committed. He will do nothing but read Hoppe. Hey, don't he will tell read Benzo Mises. Barbie that. He will read Rothbard. He will ignore Benzo Barbie's uh, claims for his heart. He he is committed right. to this path in a way that no other candidate can possibly match his energy, his commitment. Uh, he's just he's just really in so many ways. Josh Smith just should drop out of the campaign. I mean, obviously, Toad is the guy for it. And then on top of that, you got Michael Rechtenwald. God bless him. He's written books. But has he has he tweeted consistently for years the way Toad has? No, he hasn't. Has he ever done one tower? Even one? Has Not he ever said single, the N-word? No, I'm sure he hasn't. Probably hasn't even thought it before. Toad mm. thinks almost exclusively about the N-word. Do you want a candidate who has never said, much less thought, the N-word? I mean, honestly. So, um, yeah, that's all I had to say. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. And Toad, you're kicking ass as always, and I and I love you, buddy. And consider this my full uh, endorsement of your campaign. I think that uh, that you're obviously the top tier candidate at this point. Oh, thank that's, you, Clint. I have no idea if you're being serious, but thank you. That's how you know it's good satire. I'm telling you what, this is that tower gang camaraderie that I was talking about, though. This is why you guys are, you know, top of the game because you got each other's back like that. Exactly. Right. Look, Hell look. Yeah. Let's be honest. Even if I thought Toad would be a disaster as a candidate, I'm still going to support my guy. So yeah, that's Fuck right. Yeah. You know, I'm here. Yeah, loyalty Clint's goes. Clint's going to turn around and join the race, and then we have to we have to somehow <laughs> back each other. Yeah, it'll, it'll be this very homosexual like tandem campaign. Uh, here comes Reed off the top rope. Oh, yeah. I hear homosexual. Let's go. Those are the only um, tandems I like: homosexual ones. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so, Clint, no, uh, I heard I heard some rumblings. Like, yo, people were going to try and get you to run. Any interest in running for oh, I've, uh, president I've, of the United States? I've been I've been asked. Everybody's doing it. I've been asked <laughs> countless times. Uh, I really would rather not. So, I don't intend to. Um, if a if reluctant it, hero, I can appreciate that. No, no, <laughs> please. I don't. I don't view it as heroic either. I. I. Uh, I think that politics is. You know, despite the fact that I talk about it constantly, I really hate politics. So I, I would very, very much like to not do that if I can. I, like I, I had LP Colorado coming for my jugular uh, last night just because I don't want to have on you know like local level candidates on my show. Um, oh, so. let me tell everybody here that oh. as soon as I get past seven follow or seven audience members a night, I'm not going to bring in any of those motherfuckers either. <laughs> so. Don't Thank give Clint you. too much shit about that. Yeah. yeah. Clint, you, you, it's okay. You can just have me on your show if you want somebody to put a sparkler in their ass. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'd have her back. That, that'd be fun. Yeah, well, um, I mean, she's she's just an entertaining person. But the problem is, and I, like, I, I tried to make this point to them, and, I, and like, it's not even... It's not even personal at all. It's just that I have a national audience. Like, why, why in God's name would a national audience want to hear about you know the the city council race in Arvada? You know, like they don't. They just don't want to hear about it. So it's like, I you know I root for you guys. I want you to to win, but um, I just don't. I I just think I'm going to destroy the platform that I've built 
by trying to please everybody in the country and there's thousands of races like this do you want me to yeah. host everybody like what are we talking about it well, seems crazy I, I, I will say lp colorado had become like one of the top two or three most based libertarian state affiliated twitter mm-hmm. accounts and then they got nuked which is just right. awful like they I, just I think, got that back did you see that today yeah they, today they're back yeah, oh, because, yeah. because that the same girl you were fighting with which that broke my heart because i think you know you're both you're both cool people but um yeah, she put out a cease and desist, sent it to Yaccarino and uh, and Twitter, oh, and they actually yeah. won. Yeah, dude, because I think I think some of our uh, like haters in the LP, uh, like like the other Casey, the bad Casey, your your mm-hmm. evil cousin. I think they had something to do with uh, LP Colorado oh, getting, getting nuked off of Twitter. Probably, yeah. There's something shady then. going on with that. Yeah, I like no matter how much I hate, you know, I hate some of the LP state affiliate uh, yeah. accounts, but I like I can't ever fathom. Reporting them and trying to get them yeah. deplatformed. It's this is one of the reasons no, why me I would neither, never. The bad ones blocked me. <laughs> I, I, I oh, could yeah. never. I don't know why so many people want to move to New Hampshire. It's like, have you guys met half the libertarians? These are awful people. <laughs> like that doesn't mean anything. You go up there, you can just be surrounded by a bunch of pieces of shit. Which, by the way, I should ask you, Toad. You're very close. You could live in New Hampshire if you want, but you stay. You stay there. Any he reason why misery. you don't? Yeah, Dude, you don't want to be in the free state. You want to. You don't want to build the homeland, bro. Dude, I can, I can just jerk off in a, like in, in a northward direction, and uh, it'll land in, in New Hampshire. That's how close I am. I, I do it sometimes. I'm thinking about Reed Coverdale and trying to see him like through the trees, and I'm doing it. But, uh, I mean, obviously I've considered it. Uh, there are certain advantages to doing so. There is one major disadvantage, which is me being a gambling addict, and Massachusetts has a way better sports betting market than New Hampshire. New Hampshire has a DraftKings monopoly, which that's this not going to cut it, man. Break this is terrible. Monopoly. This is terrible for our <laughs> campaign purposes, Toad. I'd appreciate oh. it if you stopped talking about your gambling addiction and your masturbation while looking into a forest for Reed Coverdale. None of this is uh, conducive to the, the image that I'm trying to uh, project about you. Oh, so well, please, what, I, what I'm saying stop. is I, I got a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's why I endorsed you. Not so that you could gamble and jerk off. That you understand yeah. that, right? Oh, all right. Even though I have a full time job as well for, for now. So yeah, you we have play. your endorsement, then, Clint. Who would you? Who would round out your top three uh, LP candidates right now for president? Well, obviously, it's Toad number one with a bullet, and then like yeah. deep, deep, deep down the list. Um, honestly, I think I think Josh and Rechtenwald. Like I'm in. I'm in best man. Uh, you know. May the best man may the best man win mode. Yeah. Like I, 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 I like I like both those guys. I think that uh, you know Josh brings an ever every man angle that I think is really mm-hmm. uh, you know needed. We need someone who can actually speak to like not not the academics, uh, but just the like on the ground libertarians and some of the disaffected you know both liberals and conservatives. I think he has appeal there. Uh, I love Rechtenwald because he's got. He's got all of the academic backdrop. He's written the books on the issues. He's able to describe and explain the uh, you know the takeover of our capitalist system via ESG and DEI, which makes it not at all capitalist. I, he does it as well, if not better, than I do, which I am incredibly uh, you know amazed by. So, for that to be a potential you know presidential candidate for us, I, I think is is really positive. So, you know, it, it's obviously Toad. And then it's like Obviously. these other losers, you know. It, it is. It, this is why Dave Smith was that dude, though, because he could connect with both of those. I, I fucking know, Dave. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he yeah. he had he had the uh, the the total package, which is why you know it's heartbreaking that he that he wasn't able to do it. But 
Yeah. Listen to me. You, you want me to talk about how uh, BlackRock, uh, State Street, and Vanguard are controlling most of the uh, the um, <laughs> funding sources that are out there and requiring everybody to uh, adhere to a bunch of environmental and woke bullshit to get that funding? I can do that. Yeah, yep. I, I do want you to do that. Yes. Um, right. Yeah, but uh, he, you know, he's calling the shots. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. As your campaign manager, uh, I am instructing you to do exactly that. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, but you know, I, I think that the critiques against Josh and Rechtenwald are both valid too. So it's like, yeah. um, you know, pe- a lot of people were upset with me just because I was on the, the Twitter spaces when Rechtenwald announced as if that was some sort of endorsement by me. Like I'm, I'm really committed to not making an endorsement aside from the one that I just made facetiously about Toad a few minutes ago. What? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I sorry, I, I slurred you. I meant legitimately about Toad a few minutes ago. Um, That's right. So, so yeah. Clint, when, when, since you're here, and I was on three and a half hours, I don't know how long it went total, but I was on three and a half hours of that call. Um, you brought up the 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 DARPA connection to mm-hmm. to yeah. I thought that that was really interesting. Um, we'll yeah. never discover where those documents came from, but let's just get past that. And, uh, <laughs> and, and just maybe, I mean, he, first of all, he gave like a, like a Howard Dean, like, yeah, when that, yeah. <laughs> when that, that came out, that, like, oh. that laugh was a little over the top. I'll, I'll give you that know. one. Yeah. And I'm just, my, my fucking radar went up a little bit. Um, Look, I, what do you think about that? Yeah. I honestly, like it was, it's a long time ago. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, you fucking know, DARPA claimed- though. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. They make, I know, they make, but like, they make those robot dogs that are going to kill yeah, us all. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I don't know if it's specifically DARPA, but yeah, it's uh, those types of agencies that are doing yeah. that type of shit. So, look, yeah. it's not it's not good, you know, but like <laughs> like Josh was also in the military. And it's like, yep. is that is that disqualifying? You right. know, like I, I don't think so. I think that, that he was he was working as a young academic with a family and – and he said he was very open about it. He didn't deny mm-hmm. it. He didn't say that it didn't happen. He said, I, I cashed a check to do something. And I felt as if I was kind of like a anti-war hero in their midst and, and you know, was kind of like actively circumventing what their end goals ultimately were. I mean, that was kind of the, the way he presented it. Who knows mm-hmm. if that's accurate or not. But um, I, I am much less skeptical of people's uh, track record, especially when they're trying to like run for president as a libertarian. It's like. That's like, where's the pot of fucking gold at the end of this rainbow that you're going to, well, I've, I've, I had somebody reach out to me and say, dude, this, and I'm one of those libertarians that I'll point the finger at Nick Starwark and go, that guy's a fed. And people go, ha ha, it's funny. I'm like, no, 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 that guy's a fucking fed. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like I'm serious. And I'm getting emails like, well, dude, don't you think this guy could be a fed coming into, you know, tank the movement and the whole thing right after the takeover? And I'm like, I mean, maybe it doesn't feel like it. But, no, it doesn't feel like it to me either. Yeah, I, 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 had, I had I had uh, uh, Daniel McAdams was you know uh, very critical of you know my my praise of Javier Malay, and it's like it's like look yeah, yeah. if the if these people are you know CIA assets or something like that I don't understand the angle I'm just being totally honest about it like mm-hmm. why in God's name would you want this upstart firebrand you know uh, speaker who is espousing like Hoppian ideology sounds to be really in alignment with anarcho-capitalism. Like that's, that's going to be the new play by the CIA. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Rechtenwald is cut from the same cloth. It doesn't make sense to me that you like, if you're going to have someone take over the libertarian party, that's actually an operative. Nick Sarwak's that guy, you know, like that, that does make sense to me because it's, it makes it so that we're at odds with one another and we hate each other. I, you know, 
and and he also doesn't really espouse libertarianism in the way I I perceive it. So I don't understand uh, yeah. the accusations. If, if it's a limited hangout, I'll hang out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna hang out and see what happens. What do you if, What do you think, Toad? If Rechtenwald is out there uh, brandishing a chainsaw and saying that he's gonna take that to the establishment, then I'll uh, I'll be more on board with them. I think that's fair. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like. It's it's I I also let me also say real quick, I understand the the people that feel as if like, um, you know, Rechtenwald is being forced upon them. And, you know, I don't I don't perceive it that way. Like, I just perceive him as being another good option that people ought to consider. And if they if they ultimately conclude that he is not the guy, I'm fine with that. Like that. It's it's just strange to me that so many people had such a, uh, you know, like an angry reaction to his entrance to the race and uh i mean you guys are i just heard toad sigh maybe you guys can explain to me what what is the sentiment there to me i think it's like the mises caucus was like oh shit like our top like few guys that we wanted are not going to run like we need somebody so it it seems like it's like a last ditch effort like let's get somebody and that they also wanted somebody who like has like an academic background because they want to be like kind of pragmatic about it in a way and i just i don't like any of that really and then it's like did you did you think his rhetoric i mean i don't did you listen to the spaces because his rhetoric is not uh, about like go along to get along i mean he his his answer about immigration was as savage as anything any of us i I like his i like his stance on immigration yeah um yeah i just uh i think it's more i mean it's kind of like what i was what i was just saying then it's like well you guys, you were all like in the Mises caucus, like the Mises caucus was like the arena resets. And now it's almost like this is the Mises, Mises caucus candidate. So this is the guy that if you're on board with the reset, this is the guy that represents that reset. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't know about that. I think there are yeah. no, I three, think, I think that's, three guys represent that that are in the field right now. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. If, if that's the framing that you felt that it was being, you know, put in then i can yeah. understand why that would be bothersome but I, I i personally didn't take it that way i was just like like yes i understand that uh you know heist asked him to run so obviously that's his preferred candidate um right but aside right. from that you know i love i love what he has to say so like that's yeah you know and i've seen other stuff from the other side kind of like well look the ron paul revolution is with this candidate and if you choose this candidate then you are just you know uh you know, like what have they been call- saying to Dave? Like you're just, you know, uh, playing along to get along or whatever. Like that. Right. I just, I really resent that. You know what I mean? Me too. I, yeah. yeah. I think that. I, that's- think, I think it's very unfair because, <laughs> like, it, the, if you listen to Rechtenwald, it's not go along to get along. Like the guy, the, what he's actually saying. Like you can, you can critique his delivery. You can say he's low energy. Totally. I've seen tons of memes about that. Blah blah blah. Um, but if you actually listen to what he's saying, that's fucking just not true. Like the Honestly, guy is very much in Ron Paul's vein. I think that the reaction to Rechtenwald versus, say, the reaction to a guy like Mike Termont, like I would have loved one quarter of the en- the hate that was geared towards Rechtenwald to go towards the cop. That would have been that would have been <laughs> yeah. great. That would have made sense, and we yeah. could have all had some fun there. But this feels this feels more like politics. Like I gotta crush my yeah. opponent, which I appreciate, no, bro. Does. If I was if I was running for something, you're goddamn right. I'm gonna crush my opponents. Right? And let me be honest too. That's part of the reason I'm not running is because like I like. The people that are in this race and I mm-hmm. and I like so I mean I like so many people that are involved in this movement and and I just see that like the fucking claws are out despite the fact that both of these guys are good libertarians or all three of them including Toad um, and, and thank and, you 
Yes, and, and it it you know it breaks my heart to see it, and I don't want to fucking be in that position. Like it sucks. Like why would I want to? Why would I want to do that to myself? It seems crazy. I I, I am the uh, the candidate who is the least entrenched in the establishment. I've I have no establishment background whatsoever. That is very yep. appealing, actually. Yeah. yeah. No no wife, no kids. Uh, I'm, I'm just even, in, I'm just barely in the even a libertarian. He's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And you're going to follow it all the way to the end to Washington D.C. Clint, you going to go to Washington D.C. and for, for, for Toad's inauguration, obviously. <laughs> how about how about to see if he gets the LP nod? Will you do that? Oh no, no. I'll be there. <laughs> no, no, I'll stay home no. for that. Let me know I'll how be, it goes, I'll, though. I'll be there for the inauguration. I mean, like, do I need to be there for his nomination? Like, that's a foregone conclusion. The guy is obviously the A tier candidate, but yeah. uh, I think the real question is like. Like, is he at risk of assassination given how good he is, you know, how compelling he is as a speaker? This this man has mm-hmm. the capacity to start a revolution. And it's just, yeah. I fear for him, honestly. Oh, you picked a good campaign manager. He got you back, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I didn't even have to ask. He's just doing it. It's crazy. Yeah, he just sh- he didn't even have to work tonight, bro. He just it's, showed up. It's above and beyond. It's, it's called you know, being in the gang, man. Everybody has right. each other's backs. Yeah. That's right, man. It's his uh, blood in, blood out, brother. <laughs> this is gang oh, shit yeah. right here. Um, um, yeah, what, what's your uh, Dave? Where are you, where are you at? Are you? Uh, you I'm uh, in Delaware, right? the first state. No, no, no. So no, I'm no. World versus Josh. Uh, are you leaning a direction? Oh, gotcha. Oh man. Or two. No, I'm not gonna. That, I'm not gonna say they're they're my top three. <laughs> I'm right that, here, and I'll echo what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I look, like Toad. Just for just real quick. Toad, you're the given candidate. We're all we're all voting for you. I'm saying between yeah. option B and C, which for is for second place. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, dude, if I if, if I could just settle out of court right now and say that those guys should probably no offense to if those guys could be the top two, I would be happy with that because they would together maybe equal something close to a Dave Smith. We need a reg- I, Josh is absolutely correct. We need a populist message, and he already dropped it perfectly twice with the help of Dan Smots through right. those ads. And everything is propaganda. Everything is public relations. And I hear a lot of people say, like, Twitter isn't real life. It's like, well, people spend a lot of time there, though. And that is where you get messages to large swaths of people, though. Um, So if you're watching this and you're... The hundred Sorry, million plus, the hundred million plus people watching uh, Tucker Carlson. That's not real life. It's the it's the thirty people at your city council meeting. That's actually real life. It's like right. It's like guys. in terms of in terms of impact. Come on, you know which one right. has more. Listen, listen. This is the truth. And the decentralized revolution plan is fucking great. I love the idea. We do. Me too. If you want to have a twenty, if you want to have a twenty year plan, thirty year plan, that is what it is. But the idea of having a great presidential candidate is that he will inspire all the local exactly. activists to do all those things. That was the um, whole so, fucking idea from jump. <laughs> that was yeah. the, dude, dude, that's what I'm doing, man. You can have somebody who's this retarded, who's actually fulfilling <laughs> his goal of running for president. It's a beautiful thing, bro. Tell us about, you don't have a website yet, right? No, I got, I got to do that. Man. Clint's been, he's very disappointed with you, dude. Oh, well, I know. Look. Cause my, he's my, he's a computer programmer and he's running for president. <laughs> he doesn't have a fucking website. He ought to fire me as his campaign yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have time I, for let that. me let me let me fall on the sword here. This uh, Toad, you know, I should have done this for you months ago, and I'm sorry. And you know, if you were paying me, I would re- refund the money, but you're not. So like, kind of fuck no. you at the same time. You know. No, I'm I'm running uh, the leanest campaign possible. <laughs> Fiscally conservative, socially. 
whatever the fuck. Sure. Socially awkward. What's uh what's on the agenda? What's on your uh your platform that you're excited so about? So I I did tweet it out a while ago. Maybe I should uh, boost that and retweet it again or just actually get a website going, get it up there because it it is meant to be a serious but shit posting campaign. So I listed Did you uh, at least did you at least tag it to the top of your account? I hope. No. Oh, <laughs> it's lost from two months ago. Yeah, oh, I'll, 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 I'll find it. It was, uh, it was one of the only threads. Usually I'm quick fire, like one tweet or like maybe even a long tweet, but this was actually a thread. Cause I, I read split it. Up. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. So I was trying to go for like kind of memed them in a way and like what is going to piss people off, but it's actually like a serious plank. So the number one plank is literally BLP New Hampshire and that is, or AKA meme them until they cry and possibly commit self-harm, which is <laughs> wage, wage social media warfare, especially on Twitter against like the lockdowners, against all of the, the tyrants, the journalists, all that type of shit. Yeah, do that. Get the message out there in all those different ways. That's number one. Number two is basically it's similar to what Josh is running on, but I think it, maybe I'm doing it in a catchier way. Uh, he's got his uh, vengeance thing, which I like. I want vengeance, but I'm calling this, uh, and this is the Michael Malice, Jeremy Kaufman thing. I'm calling it governors to get Mo, and I'm literally endorsing taking all of the lockdowners, not just the governors, but like Fauci and like all the higher ups that promoted this, throw them all in Gitmo. We're not closing Gitmo. We're keeping it open, and we're going to throw all of them in there. We're taxpayer funding that thing until the end of time, and we're putting them all in there. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not even joking. Like this, this was the, the these were the most serious crimes against the American people in our lifetimes, and these people need to suffer consequences for it. I mean, it, it, just as your campaign manager, I could say, <laughs> you know, we, we could we could put them in um, you know, voluntarily funded jails domestically as opposed to maintaining any sort of foreign presence in Cuba. But you know, I I will I will cede to you as the no. candidate as uh, <laughs> they, 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 should be, they, they should be waterboarded with the mRNA vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> now now we're talking oh my God. All right, that's and, an idea. And, I can and get while they're in there because now. Well, because I have to throw the emo shit in there because I am still the emo caucus representative. We're going to force them to listen to Screamo while they're in there as well. So that's, oh, yeah, that's number two. Number three, which I think is another one of the most important things, is uh, make January 6th a national holiday. But really what this, what, the, yeah, what this plank is about really is freeing all the Jan Sixers and making the point like, Trump is supposed to be your guy, January 6ers. He threw all of you guys under the bus. Fuck that. These guys are getting like serious prison time for the crime of like walking into a building, essentially, for the most part. Free them all. And additionally, make January 6th a national holiday just to, <laughs> just to piss people off or promoting, uh, promoting any like prison sentences for any of these people. They're yeah. patriots. They didn't do anything wrong. They, really, they were, re- <laughs> re- really, they were, uh, dude, they were reacting to the COVID shit. Like, they were reacting to the lockdowns. They're reacting to, like, similar to what, like, all of Anthony's uh, music is all about. Yeah, like, people are being treaded upon by the establishment. They're, they're focusing on the correct enemy here, the halls of Congress. 
make January 6th a national holiday. Celebrate it. Um, and I, I would even go beyond that, really, and I would say to uh, commit a January 6th every single day. <laughs> do January. What's your opinion on January 6th? Do it. You should do this it. Is, this is definitely this is definitely how you end up on a terrorist watch list. Um, no, I think I think uh, as a compromise position, maybe we just pardon all of the J six offenders, and then we mandate that uh, as reparations for their false imprisonment, they are all provided with an AR fifteen, and then mm. you know we just see what happens after that. I, I would say do that as a minimum, but definitely make it a <laughs> national a holiday. <laughs> Fuck yeah, definitely dude. make it a national. Do we? Yeah. We we have to go. Now like, you as know why I possible. love Toad as, and his candidacy. Yeah, this Plank, is all good. This is all Plank, good so far. Plank four leaning into the emo shit again is called "Cry Me a River." But what that is what that is really about is stop crying about Ukraine, end all the wars, not just the one in Ukraine, but end the U.S. military presence abroad, just across the board, but specifically Ukraine because it's the big issue right now, and it might result in nuclear escalation and potentially World War Three, but. Just, you, dude, you got to be realistic about this. Russia is not going to be giving up the parts of Ukraine that are predominantly ethnic Russian, which is Crimea and the Donbass for the most part. That is like, really, that is what this war is about. It's, I mean, it's, it's about the U.S. having like a nonstop like military presence to fund the military industrial complex. That's really what I, it's about. I just got, yes. uh, I just got notification in my email that the, 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 uh, Rubles PayPal just hit my account, so keep, keep going. You're doing <laughs> oh. great. Putin checks. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm my, kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, my I agree my, with my campaign manager is being paid off. I'm a Russian <laughs> asset. Obviously, this this entire well. So, yeah. Just understand that uh, Russia was provoked by NATO continually escalating over years. The U.S. Uh, carried out a coup. They installed a puppet government in Ukraine in 2014. This whole Why are you plagiarizing Scott Horton right now? Please yes, stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least <laughs> drop his name, bro. Yeah, shout, <laughs> shout, shout out to Scott Horton. Uh, you, can, you can read all about it in his upcoming book, which is called Provoked. I believe, <laughs> yes. it, uh, uh, subtitle, Time to Call Zelensky a Homo. <laughs> How great would it be if that was actually the title of the book? <laughs> I, 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 I made uh, the cover artwork for it. I tweeted it out, and that was, uh, that was the subtitle. And uh, Reed Coverdale had a, uh, a quote excerpt on the cover of it that just said gay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that should be it. But in all seriousness, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my anti-war plank. End all the wars. Like, really, if you, like, if you want to be, like, serious about what's going on here, like, you really think that the U.S. should be, like, risking a bunch of people's lives escalating like having this war just constantly going on killing countless people over what having ethnic russians who are within the borders of ukraine the country having to be under the kiev government which for the most part they don't even want to be fuck that and then plank five uh has to do with abolishing the public education system but the way that i'm phrasing it is to uh promote emo listening for depressed young people and that is to uh, what i'm trying to do here is eliminate or eradicate the transgender population <laughs> j- j- just 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 to throw a a michael knowles uh bone out there because everybody got really pissed at him for saying that right. he's n- he's not saying that we should be committing a genocide no what he's saying is that ideologically we want to get rid of this ideology we want to promote other things Listen, man. The rest, rest in peace. This Clint doesn't channel. love it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> listen, please. Man, the, no, no. I, I, 
I'm not. Con- I'm not concerned about Toad's campaign. This is what he does. This is this yeah, man's yeah. a genius. You're concerned for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm concerned uh, for you, Dave. Yeah, dude. The, this is like concerning. The, the the regime is like promoting like mutilation and destruction of uh, young people's bodies and their lives. It's ridiculous. Just go back to like you know what I would do as a depressed. Uh, Teenager who don't you say get, it? Who, don't who say couldn't, it. Who couldn't get any women? Which <laughs> he's gonna say it. Which is which is still what I am right now. <laughs> listen, listen to emo music, man. Be normal. Listen to emo. Don't cut your dick off. Don't don't get HRT. Seriously, just, man. Just put on black nail polish. You don't need. Seriously, to Seriously, man. Permanent. Save your lives. Things will turn around, and you'll eventually be able to have kids someday. And that that is just, me. That, that is most. That is mostly me talking to myself. Listen to AFI. Smoke legalized pot yeah. and drive ah. 120 miles per hour on freeways that no ah. longer have speed limits. Dude. Welcome to libertarianism, mm-hmm. dude. I, I saw AFI last year, man. It was it was fun, dude. They're the best. Toad, I got to say, it sounds really great, man. I feel like your function right now is to really drastically pull the Overton window (laughs) way over here. And you you clean up Josh. You know, you make him look tidy by Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So, which brings me to my next point. I saw on Twitter the other day that Jason Rink, who famously drove Kanye to uh, Alex Jones' Mm -hmm. spot, he said that you were the Vivek Ramaswamy to uh, Josh Smith's Trump. How do you feel about that? Are you uh, are you are you Josh Smith is Josh Smith's pitbull, his attack dog? Is 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 that what uh, what he's referring? I didn't know what I he think was that's referring what he meant. to. I'm like I'm yeah. like I don't smell bad. I don't shit in the streets. <laughs> well, that you're kind of running. You could your your function anyway could be to run defense for a for a candidate like Josh because yeah. you yeah, say I, stuff like he does, but worse. That last <laughs> comment, that last comment he just made about the Indian uh, American population, uh, we're going to have to have a serious heart to heart after this. Like that, that was catastrophic out. for our campaign. <laughs> the, the, the PR nightmare that you just created in the past 10 seconds is un, unspeakably bad. This, 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 this is an unfiltered campaign, man. I'm, I'm going to be funny about it. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to bring people down into the mud, man. I'm Trump, not Josh. I, I'm, I, I'm some combination of Trump and Vivek. Because I'm like jo- a nerd. Josh is Toad's attack dog. Yeah, actually. I'm I'm like some nerd like tech guy, but I'm like a buffoon and an asshole at the same time. <laughs> it's all it's all rolled into one, man. You'd think if Josh wanted the shit post vote though, he would go after you as hard as he did that guy. He's not he's he's, he's yeah. being nice to you though. It's a kind of disrespectful, know. if I'm being honest. Yeah. I feel like either in cahoots or there's some something I don't know about yet. All good yeah. though. He's not you he's know? not viewing you as a threat, which means you're either his VP. <sighs> Uh, candidate, or he's not taking your candidacy seriously. That's what I'm getting at. You're talking about Josh? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it could be both. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assure you, it's not both. <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but you'll both be there. You're both going to debate. You're going to debate him, I'm sure, like over the next six months or so, eight months, however, until May or whatever, you guys will be debating yeah. each other maybe bring, bring it on man and as you said this is about are, are push, you going to the debates the overton window Toad? um which debates I, i'm i'm banned from some i don't know already <laughs> i don't know whatever whatever debates there well are. they have started i know josh is trying you know he's going to georgia soon i think jersey and a couple other states so yeah I, bro I, I believe i'm invited to georgia south carolina is a bunch of like 
chase homos that are there and they have blocked me from their debates for <clears throat> being mean or something. I, mm-hmm. I think calling them homos is not going to help us get you on that debate stage. So <laughs> I, if, you Dude, could, I, if you could just, if you could just turn it down fucking three base notches, that would just be till we get there. No, just till we get there. And then, and then no, you can I, yeah, once you're on I'm, stage, I'm, say whatever you want, but Jesus no, Christ, I'm, cr- I'm cranking it up 11 base notches. And like, <laughs> like, like Dave was saying, this is about pushing the Overton window. You have to understand you're, you're not going to win anything here. That doesn't matter. It's all about like getting the message out there, and yeah, we're like j- let's just drive well, the over dude, the window into as insane. Yeah. We're we're going against the progressives as much as we can, dude. Like we should be creating a new window. Like y- your answer let, to the let January them all 6th jump out stuff. of their other window. We're we're creating a new window over here. <laughs> what the uh, <laughs> when you when you ask somebody, they're like Eric Clapton's a- child, man, and I'm not going to be sticking <laughs> candle in the wind. What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing to me? I've, oh. I'll never financially recover from this campaign. Yeah. <laughs> and my YouTube channel is just <laughs> yeah, fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's done. That's okay, buddy. You're worth he it. He alludes to violence constantly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yep. I know. I thought he was going to, you know, to write love on her arms. I think that was coming it's a couple minutes ago. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Doesn't make it any better. Oh, man. All right, so you're going all the way to Washington. You're going to make it happen. Benzo Barbie just said Josh is coming to Texas. Ben is bringing emo. Bro, he's bringing the emo to Texas. So that's where you got to go. If you want, if you want that emo caucus delegation to get your back, bro, you, you should talk to Ben and maybe get your ass to Texas. Ben, ben and, is already Ben and Ben is already ba- backing his uh, porn star candidate. So, and that's his caucus. You're fucked, bro. Look, man, well, and, and Benzo also lives in Texas, which means that Toad, um, yeah. you know, to stay loyal to his vow that he's made mm. for no apparent reason, cannot go to Texas, unfortunately. I, mm. I, have, to, I have to maintain my chastity. And if I, if I even cross the border into the state of Texas, I'm worried that she will rape me. Yep. Oh, Makes she got sense. a thing for you? Is that Benzo Barbie? Oh, yeah. oh, oh dude. Come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> LP Texas, that's one of the wackiest affiliates in the whole country. You should go there and show those guys a good time. No offense yeah, to you me, guys, but they have me blocked. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Louisiana spoke, might be the only one worse. Damn. I, I spoke in Texas. They have me and there's, blocked too. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of really really good libertarians involved with LP Texas. I just wanted to say that I will grant you uh, broadly not great. Yeah. <laughs> Last Sorry, I had to sneeze. God bless. Um. By the way, I would love to fuck. Like, kid, do you guys think that I could attend the debates and destroy some of these candidates without running? Because, like, I would like to do that. Because people are asking me, like, if I'll moderate. And, like, I'm way too opinionated oh, yeah. to moderate these debates. I just want to mm-hmm. go in there and, like, wreck shop. Is that Dude, that's, allowed? That's what I'm – that is also one of my aims. Like, I'm, I'm trying to – like, with little effort, I'm just trying to destroy the worst candidates in the field. That's what I do. Yeah. Thank you, man. Because that's yeah. on, when you got in the game, you were the first one that wasn't a complete and total fucking embarrassment. And that's what I. All right, Toad can just fuck these guys up and kind of take away any kind of perceived credibility that they might have. And that's more than enough, man. I'm I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm his manager. Yeah, dude. Way to go, guys. Yeah, I put, um, I put that fucking that pitbull, you know, choke collar on him, and I just like. I'll tell you when to go. And he's like, he's like, wah, 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 wah. You just let me, <laughs> let me at him. <laughs> he's, just ready, he's just ready to eat some toddlers. Benzo it's Barbie says, LP Texas is hugely homosexual. <laughs> yes, yeah. They, very, they very large gay states. There's, there's, no <laughs> turn, there's, there's no turning that around. They're, they're too big. So they can't gatekeep out. It's, all the gayness. it's fascinating too, because you're like, 
like the the Republicans in Texas are you know more revolutionary spirit oriented than most of the mm-hmm. LP members in Texas. It's fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was David Hines might have pointed this out to me for the first time, but like there seems to be this kind of like microcosm that whatever the prevailing culture in the area is, the LP affiliate will be the opposite. So like in oh, Delaware yeah. up here, I'm in Biden That's country. It's like, it's pretty conservative and pretty, you know, yeah. what we're surrounded by is awful. So the reaction to that. Yeah. 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 I'm in Massachusetts and like basically the entire LP MA is like Mises caucus or Mises caucus adjacent right. people. Right. Partially because the other people screwed themselves and tried to kick us all out and they wound up being no longer recognized and we are but it's like venezuela you have to be you have to be properly desperate (laughs) to like get a good result that's literally why javier malay is kicking ass is because it's like yeah they live in a dystopic nightmare (laughs) like of course they're gonna listen to us now Uh, and i think that's why you know uh, california and most of the lps and like the blue hell holes are pretty good pretty solid yeah yeah. it's, it's why i'm the way that i am man living up here you, uh, you, you, you live in a progressive hellhole for your entire life. You become Javier Millet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're ripe for it. They're ready, man. Well, I think we have a ways to go. Yeah, before, before uh, which is weird because we were locked in our fucking houses for over a year. Like how? Oh, but we still had Netflix and AC, yeah. and the the monetary system was you know still yeah. like functioning. If, if the internet had gone out while we were locked in our houses, there right. would have been a revolution. Like I'm exactly hundred percent certain. Yeah, yeah. We, we need shit to get even worse. Cool, God. dudes. Uh, I'm kind of heading towards the end of it here, but um, Toad, you're gonna go all the way to the end. I fucking appreciate that because where, where can people send campaign contributions, Toad? Yes, uh, <laughs> my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> send it to Clint. He'll take care of it. He knows how to handle money. Jesus Christ, uh, you, 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 can see, you can see, you can see, you can send them to uh, the Tower Gang locals. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm pretty sure you just committed like an FEC crime. Like you can't, oh. you can't be doing this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking hell, man! Yeah, well, you did. You did fill out the paperwork. He might be right. I did. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I did. I'm, I'm. I'm actually the treasurer. I, I can give you my. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I could give you uh, my Venmo. <laughs> I love it. My don't, mailbox. Don't, don't send him any money. I do not want Toe to go to prison over this silly thing. Right. <sighs> Jesus Christ. He's going to do this whole thing pro bono. Don't worry about it, guys. I got it. Don't send any yeah. money. Just, <laughs> I got this. It's, it's, it's the pro bono and the pro boner campaign. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please put that on a shirt. Yeah, get some shirts. Get a website. Um, get yes. Clint to get you a, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, thank I, you. I have to, I have to <laughs> change After my... this interview alone, I'm going to have to resign, I think. This is, it's over. There's just no recovering from this. There's so many, so many allusions to violence against, you know, communities that are a protected class. Like, what am I, no, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. No, nobody seemed to like my, uh, my campaign slogan being MILF, uh, make important libertarians funny. So I might have to change it to something else. I'm thinking like, I don't know, <laughs> That's great. toad, toad titties out all day or something like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously the the angle. And, <laughs> and for the record, for the record, when Tits I when I asked for, for Toad, man, we're running a Lauren Bobert campaign. You can't say four, then it's Tofda. That's not even your name. What are you doing? Tits out all day. There we go. All right. Tits out all day. Yeah, this he forgot a- the acronym of his own name. This guy, this man is this man is dangerously we have multiple, autistic. We have, we have multiple help slogans. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to help him in real time. I'm trying to help him, and he's still yeah. derailing me. It's brutal. Uh, and and for the record, when next time someone asks you where they can send donations to the campaign, just yeah. a little tip tip here. Say. 
I don't need your fucking money. I'm self-funding this campaign. That's how you. That's, that's right. how you frame it, okay? Yeah. And then you go. You go. I'm not owned by anybody. I don't have any corporate interests. I take. I take gambling winnings, and I'm going to save this fucking country. I'm going to double down on America. That's how you frame it. All yeah. right. Every all these uh, other candidates are like asking that. you for like millions that. of dollars. I'm doing it for free. I like exactly. That. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, w- what I mean to say is that, yes, all, all, all of that is true. I, I, I'm accepting uh, no, fun, no funding in that regard. Instead, support Tower Gang. Yeah. I'll tell go. you what. That's a safe bet, man. You guys got a good – I was telling him earlier, Clint, you guys got a great thing going. Uh, Thanks, it was man. good to meet you in, uh, in, in D.C., by the way. And, Hell yeah, uh, dude. So I've met um, quite a few Tower Gang members. Got to get Top Lobster on here. That's a good dude. Um, seems like he's mind, got he's, he's got pretty angry great. over the past year or two. I really like it. Ever since he left New York, he's just like right, like a which different is man. weird. Which is weird because like you would think he'd be way more angry when he was still under <laughs> right. you know right. New York totalitarian lifestyle. But yeah. no, he's he's actually ten times angrier now. Which I no I agree with left. you is is kind of refreshing. How am I, I like not it. angry <laughs> and and stunningly racist for a Puerto Rican? You know, like <laughs> exactly almost. Almost impossibly racist. I don't mm-hmm. even know how he's doing. <laughs> every day, every day, I feel like he's like he's at his apex. Like this is the threshold of racism or homophobia or whatever. And he's like, "Hold my beer, Clint. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going deeper. I'm going harder. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really show you how this shit's done. It's it's wild. The man is the man is a genius. He truly. is. He is. You guys are a good team, man. Oh yeah. Uh, Toad, so they can't send you any money. Cool. Where they can, where, where can <laughs> no, they you find cannot. you elsewhere to uh, support you? You know, uh, maybe just send you a positive message or two to like get your spirits up. Where can they find you? Yeah, uh, help help me uh, not commit suicide. <laughs> C- contribute to the uh, the stop Toad from killing himself. Uh, what the uh, fuck, man? Uh, that, that, yeah, that can't be your angle. Fun. For this. Here. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't elect me, guess what? <laughs> Like, it's, this it's is a so veil emo. Threat. Holy shit. Whatever happens, you did this. I, I have to. It's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the emo caucus, man. And at least when I slip my wrist, I'm not using it to uh, form a neo penis. <laughs> Don't butterfly your penis. Because I, because, I already have, because I already have a real one, baby. Uh, uh, tower Nadoshaveco.com. N A D E A U. Yeah, Nado. Yeah, go support Nado. They, they make Holy an excellent. Holy shit, Toad. They make an excellent product. I'm Tower Gang Toad on Twitter. You can find all my shit posting on there. Follow uh, the Tower Gang Pod on Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube, Spotify, wherever. That's me, Clint, Top Lobster, Jose, Fat Dave, aka Cole, and probably not Reed Coverdale, <laughs> but maybe he's loosely nah. affiliated with us still. Follow us. We're the most offensive comedy podcast. And if you like some of the shit that I was saying here, you get more of that over there. We so have do a, that. We subscribe have a cock, to the locals too. We we have a, a cock threshold, and and Reed exceeded it, so he had to go. Yeah, yeah. He was Man's, making us look bad. Let him Man fly. packs man packs like two and a half pounds of ground beef down there. It's yeah. it's bizarre. Yeah, we can't have that. We cannot have that. Anybody who can fold theirs up and still reach their belly button, that's, that's not going to be allowed. Yeah. Can't have that. He, he can, you can almost here. triple fold it. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Not on this show, sir. Powergang.locals.com, yeah. <laughs> and I am the host of Better Off Dead, the most suicidal sports gambling podcast that is out there. You have another. Okay. I was going to ask you, can you that. Follow you, me there, too. Really? You have, another, you have your own podcast about gambling? Yeah. yeah okay. Better off Does Jose got one? Clint obviously got one. 
um, Todd Lobster just started his show. So yeah, I'm, you guys should all have your. But it's B E T T O R off yeah. dead. Better off yep. dead. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I am a better. Show yeah, just where he talk, where he yeah. threatens to off himself if you don't subscribe <laughs> every every day. Um, if you don't thre- sponsor I, me. I, yeah, I at least threaten <laughs> threaten to do that if I lose a certain amount of these bets that I am up promoting. That's awesome, man. Keep it up, Clint, bro. Thanks for blessing us tonight with uh, my with pleasure. Your presence. Man. Oh, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid handsomely to to manage this fiasco of a campaign. So I had I had to be here, contractually obligated, actually. But uh, you know, to be honest, I would have I would have been here anyways because uh, deep down in my heart, uh, there's really no candidate on earth that represents uh, libertarian values or suicidal ideation better than Toad does. <laughs> And uh, I couldn't be more honored to be a participant in this campaign. Uh, If anybody wants to check out my other show, which is obviously not nearly as important as Toad's campaign for the presidency of the United States, an inevitability, a conclusion that that you will see come to pass. This man is prepared to enter the White House, and he will be the first bachelor to do so, and he will be the first to end all government programs because he is a legend amongst men. Um, so make sure that you don't send any money to him because he doesn't fucking need it because he's going to win whether you want it or not. And if you don't make that happen, you know what he'll do. Yeah. Join me in making America emo again, man. My. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. Uh, yeah. So we are changed on YouTube. Uh, we do, we do live shows quite often. Myself and Luke Rikowski, we've already had on, uh, Larry Sinclair. <laughs> dude, I didn't even tell States. you that. That's Amazing. so, so awesome, dude. So Listen, crazy, I, I gotta bro. take a minute. I gotta just tell you that as somebody who's a, an OG in this movement, dude, and who's been following Luke Rikowski since he was just a fucking little kid with his hoodie up, going up to Henry yeah, Kissinger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, I'm like, bro, to see this culminate, like now, uh, to see you guys hosting a show and all the success he's having and you're obviously crushing it, dude. I just, I love to see that. Like it's, there's something Thank crazy you, that Luke Radowski is like hosting presidential debates. Like I just, this is amazing, man. Like yeah, it's wild. to go back and tell somebody in the 2004, 2005, 2006, that, um, that one day this would be coming almost like mainstream or like the, just the way that it is. It's just, it's dude, beautiful, dude. We did, we did a quarter million oh. views on that Sinclair interview. Yeah, it was awesome. And you were great fuck? on it, dude. You were, you were the comic relief. Like you allowed it. You guys are a good, good bouncing yeah, we, off each other. It was we, great, we, dude. I, I was, I was nervous cause like he and I have, you know, such similar ideological outlooks that I was like, can, like, will it be too much? You know, cause we're going to have a lot of areas of agreement, but um, so far I found that like, we just really perfectly complement each other. Uh, so I hope, I hope people aren't enjoying it. It seems as if they are. And, uh, I got hypnotized last night. If people want to check that out, it was fucking wow. weird and wild. I haven't watched wow. it back yet, but, uh, very, very um, strange experience. And <laughs> obviously the hypnoti- hypnotism didn't work too well since I'm still vaping, but, uh, it, it worked otherwise. I'm hitting the gym right after this. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's been a blast. We're, we're, we're still working on, uh, show names and it will be an RSS feed here shortly. So, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll post about it once it's, uh, once it's out there. Hell yeah. And since the uh, Sinclair interview, Clint and Obama are Eskimo brothers now. This is great. Again, what kind of world are we living in where you can just go and tell 300 million people that Obama is a gay crackhead? Now, you couldn't do that 20 years <laughs> ago. You it. could do it, but nobody would believe you. You didn't have an audience. Now I love, it's I the love biggest it. audience. I love it so much. It's Yo, so great. I, I got to watch the premiere of that Tucker Carlson episode standing literally shoulder to shoulder with Larry Sinclair 
you know, as he's as he's like filling in blanks and shit, and and we're like cracking up, and he's just what like, yeah, he, he's like, I used to be a, you know, I used to be a bit of a slut, and I'm like, I'm like, Larry, I think you're still a bit of a slut, brother. Uh, <laughs> Get uh, off it, my balls, Larry. <laughs> Obama filled in his blank. It, it was such a fucking, it was such a <laughs> surreal experience to be like watching this dude talk to Tucker, and I'm standing next to him, and then we sit down and we talk to him for almost three hours. Um, and the dude's very, he's very open about it. Like, who knows if he's telling the truth, but he's he says he's down to take a lie detector test to prove it again. Uh, so he seems he seems committed to the to the lie. If it is a lie, I don't know. Listen, wild, man, wild, he's wild not times. he's not Tucker. He's not uh, Javier Malay. He's not protected by anybody. <laughs> you go out there and you say that kind of shit. You better be something in, in it for you. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm just saying, I did not. My bullshit detector did not did not go off during no. that. I, I mean, like um, it yeah. that like a lot of people still just assume that it's bullshit. And I'm like, like, look, I talked to the guy for hours. Like, I really think he's telling the truth. I do, uh, you know. But he like. I don't know the guy well enough to say like I can't go to the mat for him. I can't say yes, this absolutely happened. But uh, you know the fact that he's able to bring up you know names of the driver and shit like that. Like a, a real investigative reporter ought to be able to go out and figure out if this story is true. But you probably if it is true, you probably won't survive that process. So I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to dig any deeper. <laughs> dude, dude, and what what Clint is doing is awesome, man. I've been following him since like during the lockdowns, like 2020, and then he you know he was on Tower Gang with us, and then he just completely blew up in a massive way and now he's it's interviewing crazy. some of the most massive people on the planet it's fucking awesome yeah i i, I couldn't i've never seen anything like it dude two two years three years tops i mean it's yeah, incredible what you what you've done man oh well i i it's it's a, a whole lot of uh you know luck and and you know relationships with people that that decide for whatever reason to help me out to partner with me on on uh you know different projects and things like that certainly the timcast uh experience and and that angle i i thought i was going to be fifth chair on timcast so the fact that it that didn't end up panning out and then i end up you know co-hosting a show with luke like there's just there's just so much of this that is just chance you know like who who would have thought that luke and i live close enough together that we could actually make that happen so um and then obviously i've met a, a ton of great people along the way including obviously my tower gang crew and and so many people in the mises caucus the libertarian party and i'm just so i'm so grateful that i can be a participant in this and i you know it, it breaks my heart that uh so many people in the movement uh do not like me but i i still i still have a soft spot for all of them i still view them as my ideological brethren and i and i try i really do sincerely try to like um you know bring our message to the to the biggest audience as possible i think that that's like really really important and i wouldn't be doing this if not for that so i don't know we'll we'll see what it becomes but uh i i love the journey man and i'm so glad you know that you guys are on it with me it's fucking it's fun it's weird it is weird it's trippy it's like yeah. you, know, you know participating in your own choose your own adventure Yes, exactly. Poking the universe a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fucking, uh, you know, one of the VIP guests at the, you know, with Donald Trump Jr. and Patrick Beck David in yeah. a couple of weeks. Like, the that's fuck insane. am I doing, bro? That's the pinnacle, bro. You made yeah. it to the World Series, so yeah, ki- have, kinda. A, have a great fucking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, eventually all of the, uh, you know, the sexual allegations uh, amongst the Tower <laughs> Gang crew will eventually oh, take yeah. me. But oh yeah, <laughs> that's coming. You better fucking prepare, for that, bro. <laughs> well, they that's have, why they that's have why are coming out now. Yeah, they have hours of video of of me, you know, sexually harassing uh, Reed Coverdale. Like, how am I going to get away with this stuff? I'm so like, I've I've used I've used racial slurs. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, ultimately, I'm doomed. But it's going to be fun until that happens. So, yeah, ride the lightning until you got to <laughs> deal with that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Toad, good time. Let's go to the gym, brother. 
Let's let's do it. Yeah. All right. Guys, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Let's do it again soon. Clint, I'm going to hit you up for an episode of your own soon, man. Thank okay. You. Thanks for uh, swinging by. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, Toad, Toad, he doesn't really need my help. Let's just be honest. So he's, um, yeah, he's on autopilot, bro. He's crushing it. Yeah. And I, um, I appreciate yeah. the way in which you swang that hammer, bro. Keep doing it. <laughs> He does. Yeah, I mean, he does threaten bodily harm a lot, which you know we can work on that. Maybe. <laughs> Other than that, he's doing awesome. <laughs> Bringing the sledgehammer. <laughs> Do it. Smash these nerds. I appreciate it. It's necessary work. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Yeah, man. Peace. 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 All right, my friends. That's it. Episode fifty-four is in the bank. Appreciate you being here. Um, we'll be back next Monday, and we will do it again. Until then, I want to uh, thank my guest, presidential candidate Toad. And also his, his homie, Clint Russell, for uh, coming in and hanging too. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Peace. Now that the smoke's gone And the air is all clear Those who are right there Got it